And what we found happens with that, around about one in five will leave a review as an average. And in this one instance of my local little coffee shop, he went from number 42 on TripAdvisor to number one. And, you know, since we've helped hundreds and hundreds of businesses through Australia, New Zealand, Bali, you know, grow their data, but also automate a lot of their marketing, TripAdvisor is one aspect of so many things we can do. Welcome to the Kind Boss Podcast, brought to you by Outsourcing Angel, an Australian-based social enterprise that specializes in helping business owners free up their time and reduce staffing costs, while helping to create employment opportunities for people in developing countries. Visit OutsourcingAngel.com today. Now, let me welcome your host, Lynn Pedetti. Hello, kind listeners. I'm your host, Lynn Pedetti. Today, we'll be speaking to a kind boss, Wayne Connell, founder of Quick App Creative. Wayne has over 20 years of experience as a direct sales professional. His passion for sales is fueled by a love for communicating with people, helping them solve their problems and finding ways to help them feel secure. He has also spent over a decade as a national sales trainer, traveling all over Australia and New Zealand, training 20 to 100 people at a time. He also was a general manager for a multinational gutter guard company and helped them grow their revenue from $1.8 million a year to $8 million in three years. Wayne now runs Quick App Creative, a full service design studio. He founded it six years ago and has since helped over 120 clients achieve their goals and dreams by solving their sales and marketing challenges. Listen on as Wayne shares his motivation for helping small businesses thrive. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Kind Boss Podcast and today we have Wayne Connell from Queensland. How are you? I'm great, Lynn. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Now, I had a recent chat with you and I was really amazed with your kind of business, the, the Wi-Fi for restaurants and, and hotels and I was like, oh my god, more people need to hear about this because it's kind of like something we knew but we don't use it we don't make it happen we, we see it in airports you don't explain more about that and of course the other part was you're so kind you're such a nice person I was like you need to be on my podcast because that's just where kind bosses hang out right so can you tell me I guess what the whole concept with this wi-fi thing for because obviously at the moment the whole coronavirus has really hit the industry so the more help they could get the better and yeah please share with us your yeah, no, that's great. Thanks, that, Lynn. I appreciate the, the kind, kind words and intro. <laughs> Look, we've been in business for about six years now, always looking for little products that can help small business people not only survive but thrive in, in today's environment, especially now with Corona. So about three years ago, I stumbled across this Wi-Fi product that was being sold overseas, and I didn't quite get it myself in the beginning. So I went back and looked at it again about six months later and went, hang on a minute, I can probably see how this works. So we became the Australasian agent, effectively, for the, for the product and, and hit the market with it. But what we found is a lot of businesses out there, small business owners, they're really busy working in the business and they, don't, they want to do social media, they want to do all these things, they want to get people to give them reviews. They just don't have the time or the energy, you know, especially in that little small hospitality space, being you know, whether it be a cafe or a small bar or a restaurant. Yeah, they're, they're busy running staff, running their own things and watching the bottom line rather than thinking about how do I, how do I collect data? You know, what we've found is data today is king. 
you know, our research showed us around about 77% of small business owners don't collect any customer data at all. No names, no emails, no nothing. But what we did find is a lot of them used to do the business card in a bowl. Throw your business card in a bowl to go in the drawer to win a, a coffee card or a voucher. So social Wi-Fi is exactly that, just on steroids. So what it does, it will not only collect the customer data, which is highly secured, so no one else can get it, where no one sells it, and it's, it's all, all that business's data. It collects their name, their email, but also shows how often they're there, how often they'll be there. And we saw a lot of businesses already giving away free Wi-Fi, but they're just giving a password. So by creating a custom login landing page, which is a brand of that business, they collect that customer data, but once that customer's been logged in once, it's a one-time login for the customer. So they just come back and says, welcome back, Lynn, click to connect. So it's nice and simple for the end user. But more importantly, now the business owner's got that database, cloud-based software goes to work marketing their business for them. You know, so gone are the days now of having to ask for a TripAdvisor review, where our software automation program will, on your fourth visit to the Grill Gecko Cafe, you get an email from Tony, the owner, saying, hey, Lynn, thanks so much for visiting again today. If you feel, feel up to it, click the link here to drop us a review. And what we found happens with that, around about one in five will leave a review as an average. And in this one instance of my local little coffee shop, he went from number 42 on TripAdvisor to number one. Wow. 100% automated. Yeah. So, you know, since we've helped hundreds and hundreds of businesses through Australia, New Zealand, Bali, you know, grow their data, but also automate a lot of their marketing. TripAdvisor is one aspect of so many things we can do. Yeah. Because so, I think a lot of small businesses aren't kind of aware of this whole digital strategy because if you're working online, you know about these landing pages, lead magnets and grab emails. But there is just such a waste. Like you said, if I go to the restaurant and I like the food, but I walk away, you actually never got my contact details to market to me again. And yeah. sometimes, even though I like your food, but if you don't remind me, I just forget to order from you. And so, yeah, just to get the audience to understand, it's like when you go to an airport, you know, you log in, you know, they always ask for your email and, and your login, yep. you access their the internet, but they've got your data. So we're trying to do the same thing for small business owners so that they've yep. got, they build up that database. Yeah, what we found, McDonald's and companies have been doing it for years, mm -hmm. but it was never, the tech was never affordable for the small business owner. You know, software like this was traditionally costing a small business owner, you know, two, three, four hundred a month. Now, if you're a cafe, you know, 400 bucks a month is a killer. But, you know, 49 or 90 bucks a month, there's not a lot of money. That is such yeah. a high value. So would you recommend, like, now that this is your kind of database build, like you're trying to build database, would you then put kind of like a sign on your table going free Wi-Fi? Because first of all, you're adding value to people. They're like, oh, thanks for sharing your Wi-Fi with us because that means that you care about the customer experience. And then that entices people because although I have data, let's just say, but sometimes I'm like, well, I'd rather use Wi-Fi than try to use my own data or, or my kids have their phone and don't want to waste data. Then they'll log in and that is how you can get their email. And what I love about your program is after they already log in, it's the understanding the behavior of that person, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the system becomes self-learning. So mm. based on the customer behavior, it will trigger different automations at different times. So if you've been there once and you've never come back, yeah, you know, in 60 days, you might get a nice little polite reminder from the company going, hey, Lynn, we miss you. Here's a little special offer to bring you back. If you're there regularly, you won't get spammed. You won't get overkill. But you know, your fourth visit, you might get a nice little 
email to leave a review. Your 10th visit, you might get a free coffee. On your birthday, you get a nice little gift from the business with a birthday reminder. Things like that. And you know what we found by having that database, especially during these times, we were able to connect with our customers' clients with email, just email blasts, you know, with pizza deals and, you know, breakfast and lunch deals, you know, they'd normally try to put out through Facebook, you know, but what the problem with Facebook is it's great marketing tool, but the average person's got 700 friends. Yes. Their feed's flooded with, you know, pet pictures and kid updates and yeah. you know, homeschooling updates. Yeah. And not to mention Facebook algorithm, they don't really show the feed that you want to see anyway. I mean, unless someone's paying for that feed, right? So you actually, just because you post doesn't mean all your that people see it either. We found it was a great little product and a great solution for that small business market in a, in a really comfortable price point. Like our starting packages are about a buck a day. You know, the average pack is less, less than a wholesale cup of coffee. So yes. you know, it doesn't break the bank. It's a great marketing tool for them to connect back with their, their customers and, and, and build their data. Yeah. And if someone wants to sell the business, then that would be an asset. Like if you're selling your restaurant with, you know, a thousand contacts that means it's people that they know that they can market to if versus i don't know when who's going to walk in tomorrow yeah and you know we also in in their client dashboard they see the algorithm they see the analytics you know how many customers are logged on for the month how long they sat on there who was on there how many repeat customers you know even what's their average spend yeah yeah and i love that you not only are you very savvy into technology but you're always looking for how can it be affordable for business owners and that's what i really appreciate about you like where did that drive come from in terms of like you know feeling that connection with small business owners Look, i've always been a small business owner one way or another or mm. i've worked in small businesses and and just what i found is you know when you're paying for software especially it's just, it's one expense after another, after another, after another. Before you know it, you've got you know, four or $5,000 in, in expenses. You're not, you don't even know what you're using anymore. So, you know, our whole philosophy, as I said in the beginning, was help small business not only survive, but thrive. By having it generally affordable, we know from a, our business standpoint, we'll have that customer forever. You know, it's the old adage, 60% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather have a customer at a price point that they're really happy with and it gives them great value and a great service that they want. And it, it obviously adds to our bottom line as well. Yeah. That's Especially with local businesses, there's just so much money that goes through your rents, your overheads, and, and you know, it's, it's a very hard business out there. Especially when coronavirus hit, you know, with, you know, we've got lots of different products in our business, but, you know, the Wi-Fi being one of our core products, you know, we knew that that income was going to stop. So mm -hmm. we reached out to all of our customers, which we knew were closing, to say, look, we've just stopped your billing. You're not going to get billed from us until you reopen because it's a bill they don't need. Yeah, not, that is so sweet it. of you. Yeah. These times, you know, we've got other incomes coming in from the business. So, you know, it's a, again, a little bit of give and take, you know, because they, they're doing it tough. Yeah. And they'll remember you when they get back, definitely, the, yeah, the we, kind we, thing that you did. Well, we left their devices turned on for them and we kept marketing for them and doing all that. Now, that's a, you know, in the big picture, it's two months. Yeah. So how does the actual product work? Like if they, if someone signs up to you, like what is that kind of the process for it to get set up? Depending on the business. So if it's a small little cafe or restaurant, say up to, you know, 30, 40 seater, we'll post them one of our little Wi-Fi routers and they simply plug that into their existing internet modem. And it's, and we, before we plug it in, we sit down with them, work out what automations they want to run. We set all that up for them. So the TripAdvisor link, Google review link, Facebook links, 
automated birthday emails, all that, we set up ready for them to go with their own personalized content. Because it, you know, it's great, you know, it could have a generic email, but if it's not from Tony or Pam, who the people know and trust, that little personal feel to it really makes a big difference. Yeah, this is actually, I just had a thought in mind, like even hairdressers, like I go to some hairdressers and they never get my contact details. As long as it's a retail or a store that you go and there's waiting time, right? Is yeah. where they could take advantage of this. Yeah, look, and then that's the thing, and now with Corona, you know, touchless and payless and all that sort of stuff, we're, we're launching this week our redirect to an online menu. So basically, if they log on to the Wi-Fi, once they're logged on, it'll redirect them to an online menu and they can order on their phone through the online menu and it will print out of the kitchen printer. Wow. That's amazing. When is that launching out? This week, later this week. Oh, that's so awesome. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're definitely the, the gadget man, the kind of the new idea, whatever's new trending that solves problem that's affordable. That's what I love. The plugin that was already in, in our custom apps and we thought, well, there's no reason we can't not only have it in the app, but have it out just in a, a standalone environment as long with our online table booking system we're launching this week mm. to replace Dimmy and the Fork and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Realize small business owners are paying 200 bucks a month for a, a booking system they're not utilizing. Love it. Want to make a difference in others' lives? Join us in providing food, medical supplies, and daily living necessities to tribal communities living in extreme poverty in the Philippines. For as little as $50, you can feed a whole village and have peace of mind that 100% of your donations goes directly to those in need. Be a part of our OA Love Projects and visit OutsourcingAngel.com. Well, before I go into my next set of questions around the business stuff, this is a, called the high five. So I'm going to throw you five questions. You just have to choose this or that. And yep. just elaborate on your choice so that we get to know Wayne a little, okay? Thank you. All right, question one. Holiday in New Zealand or holiday in Fiji? Ooh, Fiji. Yeah. No, actually, no, retract New Zealand. Been to Fiji <laughs> for New Zealand. Have you been to New Zealand? About 300 times. Oh, really? And you still prefer New Zealand? Yep. Love it. Yeah, I haven't been there enough. I've only been there once and it was freezing. And I didn't realize how close it was. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, you could be in a new country in like two hours or something. But yeah, yeah, I definitely want to go back soon. Second question, rice or noodles? You know I've got Asian sisters, you know that, don't you? That's why be... I choose specific, uh, you know, I choose specific questions. Where got, I feel to like got to be noodles. Got to be noodles. Pad Thai noodles, preferable. Love it. All right. Pool or beach? Beach. Beach. Oh, a beach kind of guy, huh? You're kind of beach. like, yeah, yeah, Queensland beach. Yeah, love it. But the weather's not that hot anymore there, is it? Oh, still sunny. 22 degrees today. Damn. No, it's, it's pretty cold in Sydney now. So, yeah, no more sunshine for us. All right. Fourth question. Inspiration or motivation? Inspiration. Inspiration will automatically motivate you. Number five. Laptop or the phone if you only had a choice of only one or the other? Oh, look, I'm a phone guy. I love my laptop and I love Zoom and all those, but ask Beck. I'm a phone guy. Phone guy, yeah. yeah. I think, I think, yeah. We can do so much on the phone now that I'm then good for three uh, text yeah. messages and I'm on the phone. That's true. You can't kind of carry your laptop in your pocket, so yeah, agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit more personal. I'm good for three text messages, then I've got to be on the phone talking. 
Yeah. And it's the best way, right? It's more personal and, and people just get yeah. straight to knowing you. So love it. All right. Well, back to my questions. Yeah. I want to get into the kind of the app space. So I haven't really built an app for myself nor, you know, understand much about apps. And I always thought it's, it has to be really expensive, you know, 20,000 for 30,000, whatever it is. And, you know, you shared with me that you can get apps for your business and functions with whatever you need and at a much more affordable price. So can you share what the typical app that a business could, owner could have yeah, look, in, in a retail space, we've just finished with our developers in Canada bringing in a, our own version of Shopify so they can have their own in-app store, their fully functioning you know, on, online e-commerce. So the average app today is about two and a half grand. There's a one-time build fee and about a hundred bucks a month to support it and keep it updated with the same payment gateways and all that. And no fees, for you know, no third-party fees like Uber and, and things like that. So, yeah, again, we wanted to make apps generally affordable. So we found technology that makes our life a bit easier to build it. Yeah. And I think when people don't know, uh, just like my expectation, I would never think that I could get something at that price. I just think it's going to be heaps of money. Oh, look, we, we could charge five grand all day long and no one would know the difference. We Again, we're about having you as a customer long term rather than trying to make an extreme profit one time. Yeah. You know, and you know, we found two and a half grand is a really comfortable price point for the average build because a lot of our the technology we've already built the plug what we call the plugin, we've already built the plugin. So it's a matter of dropping it into the app and then customizing it for that. Yeah. Company. So what other kind of businesses create apps? Like yeah, if you could share some some examples. Well look, we've got Mark all the surf clubs, one of our apps. They approached us, they wanted an in app rostering system for their surf lifesavers. Mm. So we built them an app with not only the front end access for the locals who can see what's on, the menus, book the courtesy bus, do all that, but behind the scenes the Surf Live Hosts can log into their secure login and see their roster. Give so, me another idea because I think the more ideas we hear, the more we're like, oh, we can that's do, a good we, idea. We can do ta online table booking, so similar to Dimmy and all that, where we can actually put a PDF map of the restaurant so people can log on, see the table they want, I want the Ocean View table there, click, that's available, and, and do all that through the app. Yeah. Online ordering now, food ordering, you know, uh, hotel accommodation, bookings, we've just finished that plug-in. So, yeah. What advantage do you think that an app has versus, like, getting them on a website, on your phone, uh, let's say? Well, an app you can engage with the customers. Once they've got your app, you can you know, put, do push notices, geofence notices, in our app platform, we have an unlimited email server too. So basically, if you're a company and you've got a big database, you can replace your MailChimp ah, with our okay. mail server. So if you've got a database of 10,000 with MailChimp, it's only cost you about 500 a month. You can put that same data into our app platform and it's only cost you 100 bucks a month. Gotcha. All right. So in terms of apps, it really applies to any industry. You kind of like, there's yeah, always a, a way to make it more efficient. Yeah, nail salons, hair salons. Because what we found a lot of, you know, especially hair salons, they'll have a booking system for their salon, point of sale, and about three different things running, paying for three different softwares. Trying to do is bring it all into one software, one smaller payment across the board. So we're just having meetings with our developers in Canada now to build their own point of sale. Mm. So we can have it all integrated without worrying about a third-party integration and expensive, you know, point of sale software trying to integrate it all into one. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So how can people best connect with you if they're interested in any of the services either, that you have? Either from our Facebook page, Quick App Creative, so, or at our website, www.quickapp.com.au. 
Yes. Um, or yeah, hit the one three hundred numbers there. One three hundred five one five six one one. Yes. Call any time that goes straight to me. All of the stuff is done in house by myself and my wife. So we don't have you know coders overseas and things like that. Everything's done in house. My wife's in a meeting right now with a wedding celebrate website. We're just going live with this afternoon. Yeah. So Summer's absolutely ecstatic about that. So we'll showcase that a bit later on our Facebook. Yeah, we're going live with three websites this afternoon. So. Yeah. So first of all, you know, a lot of older people kind of go, oh, you know, I, uh, I don't know anything about technology and yet you embrace it so well. The other thing is like you embrace the whole work from home, work anywhere kind of lifestyle. Yeah. How did you kind of think so differently to the, the stereotype of, of, you know, the, the, the people of your age, let's just say? Look, I've always been unemployable. <laughs> so I've always got to make my own opportunities in that respect. I think it tracks back to, you know, my first ever sales job was a door-to-door salesman selling alarm systems in the freezing cold in Melbourne. And, you know, I saw an opportunity there, but then I was working for a big, big corporate as their general manager and loved the job, but I was doing 200 flights a year. And I was never home and I just started, you know, dating my wife, or well, now my wife. I wanted to spend more time with her. So we started looking at different businesses, uh, multiple marketing, all that sort of stuff. Being there, done that. And then I had the crazy idea, I was half drunk one night and I had, I was in my wallet and I had five or six different loyalty cards in my wallet. And I went, why couldn't you just put this in an app? I'd never built an app in my life. So I rang a mate of mine in Melbourne, who's now one of our business partners and said, I need you to build me a platform where I can build an app. But I wanted to make the app generally affordable to small business. And so then quick app was born six years ago and it's evolved and changed and yeah. Um, yeah but- so what would you say the tips are for people that kind of like a lot of people have ideas, but then it's because they don't know how to do it. They kind of like stop or procrastinate. Where, what, it, what makes you so different to kind of like, boom, I'm going to find the solution and just make um, it happen? I, I think a lot of people, it's fear that stops them. It's fear of the unknown. And we all get that. But I, I believe in fail forward fast because that's the only way you can learn. You, yeah. You're always going to fail. That's irrelevant. Yeah. It's how quick you pick yourself up, put your boots back on and go again. And it's about learning. You know, I've got friends of mine I've known for 30, 40 years now and they're still doing the same job. And they go, I want to do what you do. I might make the decision. Yeah. Trust in yourself that you know what you're doing. Now, I don't know how to, never knew how to build apps. But we found someone and then he said to me, well, look, rather than costing half a million dollars to build a platform, let's go and see what's out there. And we found partners overseas that had already done what we wanted to do. And we partnered up with them. Yeah. Saved me half a million dollars doing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, when you, you fail, some people kind of give up. Like, it's so hard. It, it's too hard. And they kind of stop. You know, how can someone kind of get themselves motivated or, or go, you know, and face their fear and restart again? Or maybe they failed the second time. But the thing, I think I learned that from when I was doing door to door because that was a rejection based job. You got rejected every other time. Like if you knocked on a hundred doors, you got rejected about 70 times. So now rejection was a no, it's a fail. Yeah. I looked at, okay, one more, one more, one more, because there's always a way to find a way, but it's a matter of just going, okay, what did I learn? So what happened? Why? And what did I learn? Because you look at why you failed and too many people don't. And sometimes it was just me. It was yeah. like, I looked at it, I had blinkers on, or I was lazy. It happened plenty of times. I've had this in my career, time in, time in, time out, where I look at 
yeah, when I go, oh God, I'm, I'm nearly broke, what's happened? Mm. Oh, that's right, I stopped going to see customers. Ah. I stopped marketing. You have a sales funnel, you've got to keep it full. And I knew every time my bank was low, I stopped any marketing I was doing or whatever. And then you just learn and adapt. Like, you know, I probably started really digital marketing two years ago. Now I was still out there knocking on doors, cold crawling, doing all those hard yards. Yeah. And then I realized there's probably a better way. And you know, again, spent a lot of money on Facebook with no result. So then I went out and reached out to the experts who knew what they were doing and learned what they were doing. Yes. Yeah. So it's really just give it a go, learn from your mistake. And if you do see where you went wrong, then you know what to fix. So then it keeps on going and then you end up being really good at, at it by the end of it. Yeah. We still learn every single day. Like I've always been, you know, pretty self-motivated. I've always been to you know, motivational books and speakers and Tony Robbins and all those sort of guys. And we forget sometimes the small things, you know, it's just take action, you know, learn a new thing every day. Like, like YouTube's fantastic to learn stuff. Yeah. You know, I forgot how to do an Excel spreadsheet. I should have gone to my wife because she's an Excel genius. But I went, I don't want to ask her. <laughs> so, YouTube, how do I do this in a formula? Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's another amazing thing because I think sometimes when you, as we get older, we think, oh, we know it all now and, and we can just slow down and don't learn anymore. Like what keeps you motivated to keep learning and do you have like a planned schedule of when you actually learn or was it kind of on the fly? Well, look, I used to be a dedicated reader, like two hours a day and do all that and then you know, I fell out of that, got more into videos and things like that. But yeah, I, more mine nowadays a bit more on the fly. Like I'll go, okay, I'm not sure how to do that. I better go learn. Mm. You know, but I still will go back. One of the best books I ever read was Tom Hopkins, How to Master the Art of Sales. Ah. And I still read that, I reckon, once a year, every year. Oh, I've got to write that down after this. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Because I think those little go-to books, it's old school, but things that worked 20 years ago still work today. It's just a matter of flipping them. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that every problem can be solved through reading up, learning something. And that's why I love about learning. And every time you learn something, you're like, oh my God, like I could have saved so much time if I just found this book, you know, yeah, now. Kind of I think with a lot of people, Lynn, it's the fear of change. Mm. It's the fear of change, fear of the unknown. Like, you're the same. Like, you, you haven't always done what you do. Yeah, yeah. You had to get out there and push yourself to go and do it. And, and we were the same. My wife had never built a website two and a half years ago. We built... 56 last year that's amazing and yeah. she's self-taught yeah yeah love it well i have two questions before i let you go i know it's nearly time up for you as well since this is a kind boss podcast i'd like to know what is the kind boss mean to you kind boss would mean to me empathy understanding clients and, and knowing what they're going through you know it's not about profit if, if you help enough people be kind enough people the profit will come mm. Yeah, I think you know too many companies and people are about about the money, about the turnover. You know, and I had this conversation with Beck the other year, or the other the other week. Sorry, was you know she had, don't you want to be a billionaire? No, I don't. You know, I want to help as many small businesses as I can. And by if you help a billion people, you'll be a billionaire, right? That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, no, but, but you're not focusing on being a billion dollar no, man. But yeah, no, just focus on enough to to live the life you want to live, and don't complicate life. Mm. Yeah, but help those help those people that need help. And that will help you anyway. Yeah, I love that answer. Okay, well, final question is, what do you want the world to remember Wayne for? My boy's charm. My, your boy's charm? My boy's charm. A boy's <laughs> charm. <laughs> no, oh, look, I think just my integrity. 
I'm very lucky and very blessed. I've managed to have friends that I've, I've one of my best mates are still from my five-year-old when I was five. Mm. You know, 50, so it's 45 years I've known him. I've got a friend of mine, Kim, I've known since grade two. Yeah, and I think, yeah, friendship. Yeah, um, yeah. Very some, loyal kind of guy. Yeah, some people say to me, it's, I'm the guy that will call up to just to, like, Beck, I'll go answer your phone. Uh, just to check so, up, yeah. Say good day and, and do all that. So, yeah, yeah keeping, I, I think people remember me for keeping in touch. Yeah, because you care. You're yeah. a caring guy. You're genuine. You're not just, yeah, you're, you're treasuring the people that are around you. So that's so beautiful. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Wayne, for your oh, time. You, think, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed our time with you. So thank you. Right, thank you so much. It's absolutely privilege and honor to be on, on your podcast. I'm really excited. Thank you for joining our podcast today. We hope this interview has inspired and humbled you to be a kind boss. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and let us know what you think about our show. If you have any questions, please visit OutsourcingAngel.com. Until then, stay kind and spread love.